Welcome back to Strange Reality, the paranormal mystery science podcast. As always, I'm Kyle. I'm Alex. And today we're going to be digging into some really, really dark shit today. And we're going to be talking about um, a cult that I've actually never heard of until like I did research for this. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, talking, we're talking about the Ant Hill Kids today and specifically Rogue Theriel. Terio. Is it Terio? It's Terio. Oh, I've, like there's like a couple different pronunciations for it. Okay. It's Terio? Yeah. Okay. I disc golf with a dude named Terio. So Rogue Terio. <laughs> And uh, let me just start off by saying this guy was a real piece of shit. He was an absolute asshole. He was, just, he was like, just like he was an absolute asshole from the time he was a kid. And even like as far as like uh, like call leaders go, this guy was a real piece of work. So um, so Alex and I kind of have like a dual sort of research role where he kind of looked up the uh, like Rokes kind of um, like his childhood and like uh, his upbringing. And then I kind of went in deep of like his life as a cult leader with the Ant Hill kids. And boy, this guy from start to finish, just a real fucking asshole. So if you want to go into like kind of like his early childhood. Yeah, definitely. So of course, you know, he came from a very like came from a very good family. Like his parents were very loving and supportive, very loving with each other and everything. And um, he kind of grew up as a fairly intelligent kid, like really high, like standardized test scores and things like that. Um, and when he was uh, in like seventh grade, he um, dropped out of school and uh, taught himself the Bible. Yeah, I, I, I researched. I saw that, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this kid's a real deadbeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like through all that, you know, he was starting to show like early signs of like major narcissism and um what was it he uh you know like always like trying to like manipulate people into like yeah he was like he kind of fit the the bill of like a dark empath yeah definitely so somebody who like is kind of is under the guise of like your shoulder to cry on but then use the information against you like at a later date he's kind of like what i like like not only narcissist but kind of a dark empath as well like that's kind of like what i imagined like his um, my personality type and also like kind of reading about him. He, rem- he reminds me a lot of Joseph from far cry five. So I never played far cry five, but like <laughs> so far cry. So Joseph is like, he like the, the, uh, the antagonists in that game are, is like a, is like a cult of like, like Christian radical fanatics. And Joseph is like their leader. And he's like this weird, like, like he, he is like when I pictured Roke, yeah. like Joseph is who kind came to mind immediately. Like he's just like this weird, like like a youth pastor type, and um, who like has like all like these radical means like for spirituality and like and like their faith, everything. It's really crazy. Um, but yeah, so like upon studying the the um Old Test or I'm sorry, yeah, the Old Testament, he also became a member of the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Yeah. Which um, he was later excommunicated from, you know, for obvious reasons. And then when he um, started the Ant Hill Kids in 1977, it was based on that Seventh Day Adventist Church kind of philosophy. So he kind of took the teachings that he learned there and kind of like modeled his cult around that. And it also kind of started off as like a doomsday cult. Yeah. That was like how he was like going to like con these people into joining him. Well, that was kind of what the uh, Adventist like 
teachings were too, you know, like back at that time, like was it? it was like early seventies and, um, what people were doing, like they were believe the seventh day Adventists, they believed like in the second coming of Jesus and that it was coming soon. Right. So a lot of them were like selling off their possessions and like joining these churches and like just preparing themselves for rapture essentially. Yeah. And, uh, he got majorly entwined into that. And, uh, you know, you could say he drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> he really oh, yeah. bought into it. Yeah, he drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, what's a call back from Jonestown? <laughs> the killer Kool-Aid. Um, so he was like, because he, I don't know, very young age, kind of taught, taught himself the Bible. He saw himself as like a, a self-proclaimed prophet too, which is like how all these cult leaders kind of start. It's like they, they think that they are like the one true like in between communication with like with God and everything else. Like then like they kind of manipulate all these um a lot of cult members, they join because like they're kind of lost in life and they're looking right. for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So like like people like uh, like Roke um, Terriel, he kind of like capitalized that. Oh, they feed 100%. on that so hard. Yeah, like that it, is exactly like the people they're looking for. Yeah, and he was like the exact worst person for these kinds of people. Like yeah, you know, and I feel like that goes for every cult leader. Like it's always the one major manipulator. And then these people with no hope and nothing. So they just get manipulated super easily by these fucking sadistic assholes. Yeah. So the goal, the goal of the cult was to form a community where people could freely, freely listen to his motivational speeches and live in equality, unity and free from sin. That was like the whole, that was like the starting, that was like the, uh, the first grab that was like, Oh, this is, I'm going to rope these people in. Um, and so he, um, what uh, Terry Al proclaimed was that in February of 1979, the world was going to come to an end and that he and the members of the group would have to uh, like find a place in the Canadian wilderness to set up shop for the end of the world. And they end up going to this place in uh, Quebec called the Eternal Mountain. Oh, <laughs> that's where that's really uh, that's really where they set up shop. So is the Eternal Mountain a real place or was that like a mountain that he that's what that's what Terry Al called it? Ah. Sounds sounds about right. Yeah. So it's actually um, it's in um, Saint. Uh, I cannot pronounce this. It's J O U G E S. Let me say. J O U. Yeah. J O U G E S. G or J O U G E S. Saint. I have no idea. Saint. I don't. I. I, I literally can't pronounce it's it. French and it's French. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna attempt it. So it was nicknamed yeah. the. So it was nicknamed the Eternal Mountain, and that's where like they would like, um, quote unquote, be saved from like this coming apocalypse. Now, when <laughs> the funny thing about like this and for like at, like this doomsday call is the fact that like it's considered a doomsday call, but like it was pretty. The doomsday call was pretty early on in, um. Uh, pretty early on in like uh like it's I guess lifespan because it started in, in 1977 and then in 1979 it was like this proclaimed end of the world that was going to happen and when February came like obviously his members like had some questions because <laughs> yeah. they were like uh, hey man like the world didn't end where we do what are we doing up in the mountains like in Quebec like uh, like what's going on <laughs> and to which uh, Terry like this is so funny to me because like after this like nobody like even questioned him after that he was just like uh, you know what I think God told me the wrong date. Yeah, that was literally it. Yeah, like, right. So like that <laughs> was just, gave him, he gave him another date then, didn't he? Yeah, I think he just like kept, well, he just had like this um 
this uh, uh like habit of kicking the can down the road yeah. to kind of like keep people like uh entranced um and so <laughs> I mean, at, how many how many doomsdays do you got to miss before you finally like start yeah. thinking this guy may be might be full of shit <laughs> yeah and i think i think by 1979 like they had elite i think they had they had like around like 40 members and like i think like 26 of them or 27 of them were children and like um, like 12 or 13 of them are adults. So like it was around 40 ish. Um, actually, no, I have that wrong. I'm sorry. It was 12 adults and 22 children as members. Jesus. So he himself, uh, uh, Terrio, he actually had like, he had 26 kids with nine members of the group. That's insane. Isn't that and insane? So he actually, the, the funny thing is, is like he fucked all the women. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, even like leading into like him starting the cult, like he initially, like he had um, a wife and a child, uh, Francine or Francis. Um, yeah. And actually ended up leaving her for a much younger woman who like started coming to like his, uh, his teaching sessions and stuff like that. Um, oh yeah. Ghislaine or something. And, um, yeah, ended up like divorcing his wife for this woman, and you know she just bought into everything he was telling and helped him start the uh, Antel Kids cult. Yeah, so I think after um, after the kind of debacle of the nineteen seventy nine like quote unquote doomsday event that he kind of uh, quote unquote miscalculated. Um, so Roke, uh, Terrio had like a really, really bad drinking problem and it was like kind of seeping into him being like this cult leader to the point where like, uh, so he would, he would prohibit, um, he prohibited any members from like contacting anybody from the seventh day Adventist church. And he kind of prohibited them from talking to any of their family members that were outside the cult. And it even got to a point where like, like the members couldn't fuck unless he said it was okay. Could you imagine being married and have to like run it by like the boss man? To, like, <laughs> run fuck it, your run wife? it by like this this drunk dude in a bathrobe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Who already fucked your wife? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and like he has a kid with her, but you can. That's your wife, dude. That's so. That's just messed up. Uh-huh. But, um, and like he, so he had always had like a drinking issue too. He drank a lot, but he wasn't like a. Uh, aggressive drunk you know he was like described as like a jolly drunk and it turned into it got pretty bad <laughs> it, well exactly it turned into like full-blown alcoholism yeah. and that's when his like narcissism and like manipulation started taking over and he started becoming like that asshole yeah when he was drunk you know like we've all seen those dudes at the fucking bar fucking little dick syndrome yeah oh dude shit. no kidding mm-hmm. it's crazy that um to think that like so there's like this really cool um I was kind of researching this cult and like when we did church of Satan and like, and like kind of drawing parallels between like other cults of like the, like that kind of Vietnam era. Um, there, it's like this really, really interesting kind of comparison where like these, these cult leaders, they're like, they're not even one article that I read. It's like, it's not these like uh, cult leaders believe what they're saying. It's just that they're really, really good con, art, con artists. Yeah. They're really, really good at it. And they're really, really good at manipulating like people into believing like they're bullshit. Yeah. And they're really good at kind of exploiting people's, uh, I guess, you know, like their shortcomings in their life and like their, their, like their sense of purpose and things like that. So even like with, uh, with Roke and like maybe even like the Branch Davidians or even like the, uh, or Charles Manson or, um, what's a church of Satan, like any of these cults, 
um like heaven's well heaven's gate was a little bit later but um but like the fact that like all they all have something in common where they're like charles manson's i think the only exception to the rule where like he was not a con artist he was just a, like a legitimate crazy person right like he was messed up <laughs> and people liked him yeah oh yeah <laughs> well because because through drugs he made his followers just as crazy as he was right so <laughs> yeah like a lot of these cult leaders have like this narcissistic kind of um personality type where they're really really good at like just conning people into believing their bullshit because everyone back then was so vulnerable yeah everyone was just like on lsd and like everyone was depressed about the vietnam war and like a lot of um even like a lot of women's husbands were like fighting or they got killed and things like that so yeah you think about like those years too those are like really like formative years for like modern culture people were going from you know it was the hippie era yeah exactly you know people were changing from these like really really strict um not mannerisms, but like, you know, the way you had to dress and the way you had to talk and people wanted more freedom. They wanted freedom of speech, freedom to dress how they wanted. And, you know, so a lot of people had a lot of questions and were starting to, you know, trying to find their group that had similar ideas or somebody who was going to tell them like what they're doing is right. Yeah. Essentially, you know, and then you come across somebody like Rocterio who is just master manipulator, Dude, like I, just all, telling everybody exactly what they wanted to hear. Yeah. And like, um, of all the, the cult members that, um, and cult like kind of, um, uh, leaders and like the creators and things like that, of all the ones that I know, like, of now, because I haven't, you know, I don't know about all of them, but the ones that I do know of, including rogue Ter- um, Terrio, he is like, he's kind of up there with Charles Manson, which is like, just like the sheer, gruesomeness of what he did and we'll get into it this guy is a real piece of shit yeah for real she tell us a little bit um so so the way that the because obviously like you know like to have a call you can't just like not work right you need to have some sort of money to just like sustain like a community like that yeah so uh roke would tell his members to go out and raise money by selling like baked goods mm-hmm. and then with the members that wouldn't bring in enough they he would like beat them with hammers and belts that's insane. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like, it's insane. And, and like to uh, consciously take a hammer to somebody like, you, I mean, Oh, but yeah. here, here's the crazy part. So this guy had so much power. Like, like, like I said, at, like over the course, like his pretty much his reign, nobody questioned him at all. Everyone was just kind of like totally on board. And it was to the point where he had so much power. He would make them beat themselves. Jesus. He would make them like, like, so if they, like if they went out to like sell, like uh, like cookies or some shit and like they didn't sell enough like you didn't get enough money he would in some instances he would like give them the hammer and tell them like break your own fingers he was this guy was a fucking asshole right so now another crazy uh and this is like kind of during um his like really really dark descent into not only his own narcissism but like his alcoholism as well now as someone would leave the commune teria would beat them with belts and hammers suspend them from the ceiling and then pluck their body hairs individually and in some instances defecating on them this guy poops on people (laughs) guy's a real fucking asshole for real like and i mean who's just gonna sit there and let the like i don't know like the fact that how we, desperate of a person was he like dealing with you know to where you know they just completely like submitted to this kind of action like they were so devoted to him they were like they were like 100 devoted to him they, they didn't question him at all that really goes to show like how little they must have had 
you know. And the people that did question him, they uh, he punished them. So it was kind of like uh, you you really couldn't either way. So right. um, another dude, this guy is such an asshole. So yeah, so members never question judgment. Um, like never question his judgment despite the abuse. He would make his members break their own legs with sledgehammers. He would make them sit on lit stoves. He would. She, oh, dude, this is he would make them shoot each other in the shoulder and then eat dead mice and feces. That's what he'd make them do. What the fuck? This guy, dude, this guy, I can't even believe this. Yeah, so, um, this, this is just, this gets darker, by yeah. the way. This gets like, this gets really messed up to the point where when I was researching this, I had to like take a break and like, and like call my dad or something like kind of like dude i was like man i gotta tell somebody about this before i start recording this because it's it's fucked up and i've never even heard of this guy yeah before i started researching it and i was like holy shit but dude this guy so um despite all the abuse that went on and like i said there were children in this group and a lot of them were his own children because he like bed all, all everybody's wives jesus <laughs> so even the children were abused not only sexually but some were hung over fires or nailed to trees. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Terrio also killed his own baby by leaving it in a blizzard. Yeah. This guy's a real piece of shit. He left an infant in a blizzard. Yeah. That's so fucked up. That's not, that's that's enough to make you to fuck your day up. Dude, he, he almost like I feel like Craster from Game of Thrones is like based off of this asshole. Yeah. No kidding. You know what I mean? Craster's that like that that like blonde like slender dude light. Right. No. Craster was like the fat like inbred piece of shit north of the wall. Oh, OK. I'm yeah. thinking of like that. The king. The king dude. I've only like I've I've barely oh. seen Game of Thrones. I apologize oh, you guys for sure. That's all right. right. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, So to kind of, okay. So like another thing that, like I said, he, he was like king shit, a fuck mountain at this place. Right. So anything that would, that would happen. Like he also like this guy's so weird. So his narcissism went like so far to where like the children that were born in the commune, he would give the circumcisions himself. And I'm pretty sure that he's never done that. Like he right. has no medical background whatsoever. No. And he was just like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And everyone was just like, uh, I mean, if we question you, we're going to get our asses beat. So, right. Well now imagine like the lives of some of those kids. Cause if not all of them are still alive. Yeah. Today, you yeah. know, there's like, a couple of different, um, there's a couple of different accounts, um, online, like interviews of people who had survived the cult. Um, but the, but the cult went on for like 12 years. Right. Yeah. So the I think um, um, we'll get to that part. But it's are you ready? Because this is it's gonna get it's gonna get a little bit worse. You ready for this? No. Never <laughs> okay. Ready. So, um, the he was convicted of murder in 1989. Or no, I'm sorry, not convicted. I think he was convicted in 1991, but he was arrested in 1989 for murder. But he was arrested in 89 and convicted in 93. 93. Okay. Now, this is the murder that he was convicted of. <laughs> so, um, so one of his members, Solange Bolliard, she complained of an upset stomach and Terry out gave her an enema of molasses and olive oil and then cut her open at the abdomen and then ripped off, ripped out her intestines with his bare hands. What the? This guy is insane. This guy's a crazy person. <sighs> And then um, Gabrielle Lavelle, who was another member of the group, 
She stitched up Solange Bolliard with a needle and thread, and then Bolliard died the next day. Oh, my God. Now, Teriel, claiming to have the power of resurrection and healing, he bore a hole in Bolliard's skull, and he and the other mill members ejaculated into it. Trying to bring her back to life? Yeah. Can you, uh, like, imagine that for a second? No, I don't want to. (laughs) Drill a hole into somebody's head who's dead. Right. And you and a bunch of disgusting, like, fucks, like, take turns just ejaculating into the, like, this, into the skull. This is this disgusting. I can't even believe this. Um, dude. So, uh, Gabrielle Lavelle, um, she's the reason that, um, she, like, he, she's the reason why uh, Terriel got arrested because yeah. she eventually was like, Yeah, this is going way too far. Mm. Which is crazy that, like, all the shit that happened before now, well, I think it's because she got real, she got tortured real bad, yeah. like, real bad. Um, now, Gabrielle Lavelle, she underwent extreme torture until she contacted authorities in 1989. And her torture included uh, her genitals being hit with blowtorch, um, her teeth being ripped out. And her arm use, was amputated using a hunting knife. Lavalle's? Yeah. What the fuck? Now, yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. This guy's a real piece of shit. Broke off a hypodermic needle in her back. Too. Yeah, that what too. What the fuck? This guy's an absolute fucking insane person. Now, he was arrested in 1989 when, um, when Gabriel Lavalle um, contacted authorities and he was convicted in 1993 of murder, and he ended up getting like a life sentence. And he died in 2011, and it's in uh, Dorchester Penitentiary in New Brunswick at the age of 63. And it's believed, and I think that it's actually considered like true to the story that his cellmate killed him. Good. I think that that's like kind of like the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing where like yeah. his cellmate killed them or like yeah. somebody from like the prison. I think that's like the story that everyone kind of accepts is that he was like he got into a fight with the cellmate and he killed them. Um, so, uh, yeah. And there's like there's plenty of survivors out there today from that cult. But yeah, the guy was a real fuck. The fact that he only died in 2011 is crazy. Like that was only like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like this guy was walking around for that long. Made it that long. Well, Twelve years, dude. Twelve years of just like just this 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 fucking asshole just walking around unchecked. And like live locked up for twenty, you know, like a guy like that, that should have been a death sentence immediately. I was gonna say if it was like if it was in the States, for sure he would be getting a death sentence. There's no way he wouldn't. That or they would have like death by prison. They'd put him in the right place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel they, like America, they, we do that quite a bit, unfortunately. Yeah. Where <laughs> it's like, we're not going to, we can't, we can't give you the death sentence, but we'll just get, we'll pretty much just sentence you to death. Like, you know, something beautiful about that. Is there, you know, like put the really fucked up dudes somewhere where, you know, like it's out of their hands. You, you know? know, I could never run a prison because I would have way too much fun with like, like, so the, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so, okay. So like if I, so my idea was if I would run a prison, right? Like a prison, like a really like max security, like with like housing all these fucked up people. Right. Yeah. I would put them all in one solitary confinement cell and just see what would happen and Seriously. just, and just not give them food for a while. 
right and just see who uh, who comes out <laughs> that's i would have fun with it yeah i'd be like oh uh we're gonna put bundy uh john wayne gacy <laughs> uh roke terrio like uh we're gonna put all these motherfuckers in one room and we'll just see what happens we're gonna put charles manson in there too <laughs> imagine uh, no they would all work together and start getting guards against you or some shit you I get think, that many charismatic fucking whack jobs that's like. i feel like i feel like um okay so in, in, a, in a really in like an actual scenario if you put like gacy bundy um like uh ramirez um who's another one we could put in there yeah hillside strangler um and then maybe like charles manson and maybe like jeffrey dahmer like in a room who do you think would like like come out on top oh and ed kemper we'll put ed kemper in there too even though he's not dead (laughs) um that's hard to say manson You said you think Manson? I yeah. think so too. I think I think it's between Manson and Bundy. Very fair enough. Because I think actually, no, I take that back. Because Bundy really only attacked girls, and he was like he was very like non-confrontational. For like it wasn't easy for him. Yeah, but he was smart enough. He would have become friends with Manson. And That's very that, very true. And Manson had the respect from all those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was he was the original psychopath. You know what's what's crazy is I saw um I saw a clip from the Ted Bundy tapes that's on Netflix if you guys want to check it out it's a really really cool documentary um so there was one so Bundy's youngest victim was this twelve year old girl right that he kidnapped from a playground and one had, the interview was asking him about it in prison he's like acting all emotional that he can't talk about it yeah and they slow down the camera from when he's like he has like his head like in like his palm. And he says, like, I don't want to talk about it. And then as soon as, like, the interviewer backs off, and it's like, okay, well, we'll move on. Bundy does, like, this. And, like, he, like, looks back at the dude. And they slowed it down, like, where he like, you can just see, like, his evil eyes. Just kind of like, like, oh, I, like, you know, like, I was faking it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, what a piece of shit, dude. <sighs> yeah, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> this guy, dude, uh, Roke Terrio is just a goddamn fucking asshole. The fact that, the, the, what, what kills me is the fact that, um... Like when you when I was reading about it, he would uh, not only do leave an infant in a blizzard, which is horrible. You think like, okay, how could it? How could you really top that? But then giving something an enema of molasses and olive oil. Imagine that, and then ripping her open with your bare hands. No, imagine like being one of the people watching him do this. Yeah, and imagine know? being like Gabriella Velle, who had to like stitch her up. <sighs> Is this guy? This guy's a real dirtbag. Stitch her up and then watch him like after she dies inevitably, and then watching a bunch of dudes just ejaculate into her into her skull. No. <laughs> I can't. I really can't even like reading the story. I really can't even believe that I'd never even heard of this before. I, we did research for this episode. Like I said, I think he's just one of those like you, you keep a fucking wacko like that quiet because. That's true, but then again, I think the the man powered by talking about him, you know, wasn't the Manson family murders one those pretty heavily televised? Yeah, oh, and like yeah. what they did to Sharon Tate was pretty awful. Well, that's that's America too, though. That's true. Yeah, that was all. That was like all Hollywood too. That was like you know all like um Hollywood glamour, like like the Hollywood scandal, or you know that was like that was like um uh, that was like porn to them basically. It was like we just love like and like just the horror if it's like all Hollywood eyes and everything's like that. Well, in America, it's all about like glamorizing somebody who's worse than you. 
Like, at least I'm not as bad as that guy. Well, that and the fact that, like, even when you look at um, people like Ted Bundy and Rich Ramirez were like, um, like women were like, they like were like fantasizing about him. Yeah. And they thought he was innocent. They thought he was like, like cool and he had, like glamour and he was like sexy and like how like, and I'm like, he literally murdered people. Yeah. Like, 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 what was it? Um, Bundy, when, when Bundy went on that rampage with the log and then beat all those girls in the fraternity to death. Yeah, I'm like, how is this like attractive to you? Mm-hmm. And there's one girl that I know who is like, who thinks it's like cool and aesthetic to like something like that. Like, oh yeah, I would like definitely like fuck like Ted Bundy. I'm like, um, you won't make it out alive. He'll it, he'll kill you. Right. It's like, what do you do? like? He ended the life of like so many like like women. Like, like what is wrong with you? Same with. That just goes to show you, like, how much power these fucking dudes had, like, how much... And how stupid people are. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that nothing's changed, you know? This girl you know, this is present day. Yeah. Or shit like this was already starting back in the 60s. People have just oh, yeah. always been this stupid. Yeah, they were holding signs outside, like, the courthouse saying, like, oh, I want Ten Bunny to have my babies, or I want Richard Ramirez to have my babies. Like, Richard Ramirez was literally, like, a like a, a, sat- like a satanic piece of shit. Right. He literally <laughs> said, hell, Satan, when they, like, when they got him out of the courtroom. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, real piece of shit. <laughs> and then Roke Terrio, the, the, the fact that he, um, <laughs> the fact that he made his members shoot each other in the shoulder, like, what the fuck is that? I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to, like, place myself, like, mentally as, like, one of the people who, like, would have been there. And, like, I just can't. Like, I can't, like, fathom what, what, what's got to be going on inside your head to, like, just think that that's where you should be what what's right you know yeah and so roke terrio he he got the name the anthill kids um from when they were like kind of building his like commune um like his like his followers and they were like kind of building their commune like their kind of community he compared them working to like worker ants okay so then he ended up calling the him and like the his group the anthill kids wow yeah <laughs> yeah and then okay so another another thing that terrio used to do was in order to purify members he used to whip them while they were naked he would like whip the sin out of them you see and the thing is like there's people who are into that Uh, i mean unfortunately yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) the fact that he would nail children to trees is pretty messed up that's fucked yeah like that's absolutely fucked you don't you don't fuck with children yeah like I mean, like, holy crap. That's just like, and like, cause he sexually abused them too. He sexually abused them and he nailed them to trees. Sick fucker. Yeah, he really was like, holy crap. Seriously. It really kind of bummed me out reading this. And he would, oh, he, and like that when he used to hang them over fires. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a real, this guy's a real piece of work. But then again, like if he's so drunk, right? Yeah. Well then, well, no, cause I take that back because everyone was so loyal to him. So, right. So what would happen? You know, one person like gets out of line and wants to like come at him. Somebody else is going to take that person down. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to like defend him, which is ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, this is just, uh, this is kind of like, so what, what always fucks me up about shit like this too, is, you know, it's always the leader who gets prosecuted. Like what about like all the followers? Yeah. You know, like, what about the people who advocated for him and things like that? Like, they should be punished just as bad. Yeah, I think. Um, and plus the fact, and he also had like twenty six kids by the time he died. I think. Right. 
So, um, and like with nine different women, or maybe it was, it might've been more than that. I think it was nine or 10 different women that he had his 26 children with. But yeah, imagine, uh, imagine that being your dad. I was just thinking about that. Like, imagine like having to like live the rest of your life knowing that dude was your fucking father. And I wonder what kind of like, um, like genetic, I wonder, yeah, what are you, what you would get genetically from him? If like, you kind of would share some narcissism, like with him, you know what right. I mean? So there's, I found that example with like, um, a lot of women that were kidnapped at young ages in like, in like, you know, held like pedophiles would keep them captive for however many years. Like they end up having like their kids. Yeah. And then they, they finally escape with their kids from this like sick bastard who got them pregnant in the first place. It's like, dude, imagine, imagine like you being that kid growing up knowing that like, Oh, my dad was a literal pedophile and he kidnapped my mother. And like, that's why I'm here. Like that's insane. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine living like that. Probably would off, uh, off myself by that point. I mean, shit, you no know. kidding. I, you would try very hard at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I didn't I couldn't find if Gabriella Valle was still alive. Um, but yeah, I she she yeah, got very, very tortured. I mean, she got very, very tortured and still lived. And then obviously Solange Boliard just you know, died. But thankfully, because like, holy crap, like imagine living through that. No way. No, I no, no, absolutely not. So, I think Alice is gonna look it up right now. Um, I was gonna see. How do you spell La Valle? L A V A E L L. Or actually, no, it's just lava and then L L E E. He's looking it up. Gabriel. Yeah. Why is <laughs> are, you, are you using DuckDuckGo? Yeah. Sometimes Duck like DuckDuckGo is cool and all, but sometimes it's just kind of a pain in the ass. It's absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she is not. Okay, um, when did she, she die? Passed away in two thousand nine. Uh, so she didn't even get to see that bastard die. Damn. Well, at least she at least she was in jail. Right. You know. So mm-hmm. it's not like um. Well, because it'd be one thing if like he was sentenced to death. And like, yeah, then I would kind of get that, but he wasn't. So like she died knowing that he was just going to spend the rest of his life in prison no matter what. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fuck piece of shit. What a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> this is like, this is probably like the darkest episode we've, we've done. Like this yeah. guy was a real asshole. He's um, just, he's hard to talk about. He kind of know? is because like he's, he did so many fucking terrible things. I don't know, man. And the fact that they're all Canadian kind of cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> I know Canadians are supposed to be so nice. What Sweet, the hell happened? Peace loving northerners. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I didn't see you there. Oh my bad. I'm just trying to get down to let Tim Hortons. Imagine the Mounties riding up to his fucking Oh my god. <laughs> With no guns either. No, right. Oh my god. Oh man, but watch this dude just jacking off into a skull. Oh god, my what the god. fuck? I can't even make that joke. Jesus. <laughs> and it would dead girl skull too. Oh my God. And it's, it was him and nine other dudes. <sighs> this is just insane. How could you get it up? I don't. Right. How, how is anybody like ejaculating at like, and like, how is that like sexy for anyone? No. Right. Like, that's not going to get me rocked up. That's just going to, that's just horrible. 
fucking fear boners. I don't know. <laughs> fear boners. <laughs> so scared. We're like, we're broke. It's just like, you, oh, you better, uh, you better get it up or, uh, well, yeah. Cause then honestly, and like the way, the, um, how fucked up he was, if like the nine dudes didn't like get it up, he'd probably just cut their penises off. Fuck it. Take my penis then, because like, I, mean, I don't. I mean, I, I couldn't don't live know. with myself like that. <laughs> I mean, either way, Already? it's kind of. It's either way, it's fucked. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, uh, do you have anything more to add? I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Dude, this guys are just. Yeah. The, the big takeaway from this. Good riddance. This guy was a real piece of shit. But um, thank you for listening to our episode about the anthill kids. You <laughs> know, you. and Roke Terrio. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard, please consider rating us on Apple Podcast. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Reality.